Welcome to Native Yoga Toddcast. My name is Todd McLaughlin, and I will be your host. If you would like to learn more about our upcoming live stream yoga classes, workshops, teacher trainings, and or our online yoga studio, please visit us at nativeyogacenter.com. Thank you. Sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy this episode. I'm very pleased to introduce you to my guest today, Terry Kiley. Terry is a co-owner with his wife, Beth, of Om on the Range Yoga Studio up in Chicago. Uh, Terry and his wife have been running the studio for they're in their 19th year now. They have children, so they're a family-owned business. Uh, they've been holding down the community vibe up there for a long time. Check them out. Go to their website, omontherange.net. Also, go ahead and go to Instagram. Give them a follow. Their handle is at om underscore on underscore the underscore range. All right. Well, I'm really excited this conversation for you to hear. Join on in. Let's get started. Welcome, Terry. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to have you here. I feel from our past conversation uh, that I feel empowered by having opportunity to speak to another yoga teacher and studio owner. And yeah. thank you so much. It's, it's really great to be on, online with you, Todd. Um, I've, uh, I've kind of checked out your website uh, beforehand and, you know, you and I had a chance to talk and we've got a, kind of a interesting history together. You're the, um, I run a yoga studio up here in Chicago called Home on the Range with uh, my wife and you run a yoga studio down there in um, Juno, the Juno Beach. That's right. Juno Beach. Yep. In Florida. Yeah. With your wife and uh, we share some students in common and so I'm kind of the, the Todd McLaughlin of Chicago, and you're kind of the Terry Kiley of Juno Beach. I know that's a that's a really good point. I think that just the dynamic, like you mentioned, of uh, being a yoga teacher and studio owner with your spouse for as many years as you guys have been at it longer. You've had a single location in Chicago now for did you say nineteen years? Yeah, yeah. So we actually just before the uh, the pandemic shut us down in March, we have just celebrated uh, 18 years. So we're in the nice in the midst of a very interesting 19th year. Yeah, I hear you. So you guys are like 14 years down there. Yep, 14. And and um, I keep thinking um, that like this morning after um, practice that <clears throat> we're going to 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going. We're going all the way. I'm not. <laughs> I, You're committed. I'm committed. Yeah, I, I yeah, do. I yeah. do feel that way. I feel that way. I mean, uh, I remember when uh, both um, Tamara and I had an opportunity. Something that I was really excited to learn <clears throat> that we, like you mentioned, that we have in common. That you had completed Bikram yoga teacher training with Bikram in LA back in 2001, and both my wife right. Tamara and I had completed in 2002. So we had right. similar roots in the in that genre of yeah, yoga and yeah 
I, similar I, experiences there. Right. And um, <clears throat> we could probably save all that for another call. Oh, man. <laughs> That's probably like a seven episode series right there. <laughs> right. Uh, sadly, sadly, I think they did that series already. So, I, yeah, I, the, the, yeah good, sadly, good way to put it. But um, um, why I'm really excited to have you here today is I, I feel like my inspiration currently is around um the what we're what we're going through as mm-hmm. a yoga community um this will also oh, yeah. address the yoga teachers of the world mm-hmm. also the yoga studio owners and and that's why i'm really happy to have you here today to be able to just kind of see where you guys are at up in chicago what the overall feeling is yeah, up there and, you know, and how, yeah it's it's uh it's interesting so um you know, up here in Chicago, we pretty much went into full shutdown just uh, after like March 15th or so, maybe March 17th or yeah. 18th. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> I, I laugh. It was like kind of the, you know, the amazing race episodes. It's like, okay, here, here you do. Now you have to do a uh, big physical challenge and converge your business into an online yoga business. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, run around, run around, and we're into an online yoga business, and run with that, and it's, now we're just sort of waiting for the next clue. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the, in the race, and so... Um, That's a great we analogy. Just got our, we just got our next clue on uh, earlier this week, and that Chicago is going to be moving to what we call phase four reopening, which is the last phase before a vaccine, so... There will be no there will be no more phases right. after this one right. until until we're out of it. So they've kind um, of they kind of held you off from phase one, two, three, and yoga studios mm-hmm. and or I'm guessing that includes fitness centers, even gyms, exactly w- weren't allowed to reopen until your phase four. Right. So phase four um, is now we can reopen in studio classes. Mm-hmm. Um, with strict social distancing, um, so it'd be six feet between masks. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, and here's the the kicker is uh, everybody has to wear a face covering mm-hmm. during the class. So it's the students and the teacher. Um, so you know that one's a tough one because you know the breath is so important in yoga. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you and I have talked about you know, trying to even teach a class for an hour with a mask on. It's, you know, I find myself getting a little bit lightheaded. Yeah. Just it's... in terms of, uh, you know, I guess it's the carbon dioxide or what have you. But mm-hmm. so, you know, we'll see how, how um, you know, appealing of an idea that is to, to students. That's a really good point. You know, when we had our conversation the other day, I think we we ended it right where I was um, letting you know that I just caught word that where we are in Palm Beach County, uh, yeah, just mm-hmm. received mandatory face uh, face needing to wear a face covering in public is mandatory. And then so mm-hmm. when I got on the website um, this morning, prior to coming into the studio, it went into effect at midnight. Um, mm-hmm. that we're, if we're outdoors, as long as we keep six feet apart, we don't have to have one on. If mm-hmm. we're indoors, you have to have one on unless you're able to maintain six foot distance from the, from people, six foot social distance, then you're allowed to take it off. So I guess 
we have that little loophole uh, okay. where, because what we've chosen to do is um, we have uh, uh, our, our studio is about, uh, it's about 1600 square feet. We're able to, if we take the tape measure, we were able to get nine people in the room and put little dots on the floor. So everyone's mats are, you know, spaced out. Uh, six feet apart from each uh, other. You, you and I have to, I mean, we're even closer <laughs> than you think, because I think I measured our studio yesterday and got sort of around um, 1,400, 1,500 square feet as well for our practice room. Yeah. But you and I, I think we're doing our math a little bit differently. We're, we're able to fit um, about 14 students okay. into our room, just okay. I mean, kind of based on the... Yeah. Um, yep. Just on the geometry of the whole thing. Yeah, so, that sounds about yeah. right. That 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 um, I hear you. And then I guess the next thing that I'm sure you're contemplating is how are we economically going to manage full rent when studio class sizes are reduced to this like 25 percent amount? What are your what are your what are you thinking in this department right now? What what are your what are your thoughts vary on this? That's- Todd, that's the thing that keeps me awake at night. It's <laughs> really trying to figure out where the, um, you know, how to thread that needle yeah. in terms of, you know, creating the, the capacity where people can have a safe experience and have a, you know, an, an enjoyable experience, mm-hmm. um, but also, you know, have enough um, revenue minus cost right. to, to keep the, the studio in business. You know, we're a, we're, uh, you know, we're very much a, a neighborhood type business and, um, you know, we, we have this deep relationship with our clients and our customers and our neighbors. And, uh, you know, for me, the thing that I really want to do is just, I want to be able to provide this, um, long term without it, without it costing me a lot of money. Yeah. That's to be honest with you. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, we're sort of trying to figure out how, how you can break even and still, do this great uh, service and just have this great lifestyle, honestly, right. of being a yoga teacher and you get to interact with people yep. daily and you get to be a part of their growth and you really get to be a part of their lives. I mean, that's, at the end of the day, that's what makes it so fulfilling. Um, I agree. As a yoga teacher. I mean, the, I mean the, you know, you and I can talk all day about the margins. They've never been super... Um, fat margins in the yoga business. There's basically no barriers to entry. And we've seen just such a great proliferation in terms of the number of studios that are available, you know, not just standalone, but within health clubs. So, you know, margin pressure has always been there for, and even more strongly so for the past couple of years. Yeah. And, and so if, if you're not loving it and you're not enjoying it, <clears throat> it's, it's tough to say, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to keep throwing money into it. I hear you. Have you heard any word on your street in your neighborhood about studios closing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, <clears throat> I think where I've seen it is uh, more, uh, more of the kind of the older folks, honestly, I, I don't want to say it <laughs> pejoratively because I am an older folk. I understand. Um, but, um, you know, we have a guy here in Chicago who's been in business for 30 years and he started doing classes on, Zoom and uh, he was sort of the, the main Ashtanga uh, guy here in Chicago. Yeah. And, uh, 
he's like, you know, hey, the, the Zoom's kind of working out. I've had a long, great career. I love you all, and I'm just going to keep teaching on Zoom and close this business down. Yeah. Uh, I have a good friend down in Florida. Same thing, longtime teacher, uh, transitioned onto the online platform. And, you know, honestly, maintaining all that brick and mortar for him and his partners was just, uh, just no longer really viable. So, yeah. In Chicago, you know, I've heard maybe three or four studios. Uh, and, you know, around the country, I've, I've got friends who are, you know, everyone I think is pretty much on the line. Yeah. In terms of which way it could go at this at this phase. And I honestly don't think that's just yoga studios. I of mean, course. I think small businesses overall. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, you know, you and I, I told you I wasn't going to get political and I'm still not going to. <laughs> but we did, we did this thing where we, we, uh, we spent a lot of money for these PPP loans and things like that. And we were fortunate to get a small one and you know, some other aid here and there throughout. Yeah. Yep. But all that money is basically running out. Yeah. Yeah. Within too. the next yeah. month or two. I mean, yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of people who, once that money is gone, it's like, and there's no more options. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty rough on Main Street that when you see a lot of small restaurants, you know, yep. the bars and clubs are going to go down, the, the yoga yep. studios, et cetera. So, yeah. I you know, know. So, as a yoga studio owner, you got to really be. You know, we are fortunate to be able to be in a position where we were able to negotiate our landlord, we were able to yeah. sort of small up our footprint a little bit so we don't yeah. have as big of a space. We used to have a yeah. big space that was really community-based, you know, bringing people together, that type of thing. And, you know, social distance means we keep people apart. So I know. They have a big space, a community space for just like kind of hanging out and enjoying community. Yeah. Like I totally value that. Yeah. But I can't, but I can't afford that. Yeah. So, I hear so we, you. You know, I think everybody's sort of looking at where they can streamline. I know we are. Yeah. Our, cause I think it's going to be a little bit of a longer, a longer boat ride here. You know, I don't think, I know we, I don't think things are quite, I don't think we're as far along as, as we think we are in terms of how, Oh man, this, I, is moving through the economy and through and through just people's behaviors, honestly. I hear you, Terry. We had a conversation, Tamara and I, last night where we've been consciously trying to not watch the news on a daily basis because we were watching our um, blood pressure, you know, rise. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course. And so we, we thought let's minimize it down to like, you know, like, you know, two to three nights, you know, check it out. And so we had that kind of, you know, little nod of like, can you believe – we're still, you know, when it, when we first started hearing it, like where it was like every news article and the only thing that's out there is about the pandemic. And so, you know, night after night after mm -hmm. night, you kind of get in on it. And then, um, you know, it's, it's really not changed. It's really mm -hmm. kind of the same exact thing going on here. And so um, that's where I think you're right. I, I, cause I remember back in March thinking, ah, oh, you know, we'll be closed a week or two at the best, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and now we're going into like almost July here and going, wow, you know, who would have thought? So I agree. It's going to be a really yeah. interesting road. What, um, you know, and I think your, your thing of, of kind of staying away from the news is, it's such a great, um, 
it's such a great idea and it's such a great form of, of leadership for, for you and, and your yoga community because, um, you know, we have to maintain our perspective here. Yeah. Uh, especially as, as yoga teachers, we have to maintain our, our mindfulness in terms of, you know, what, what is important in all of this. And so, you know, I know you have kids and I have kids as well. You know, what's important to me is that, you know, my kids can get back to school. Oh man. You know, yep. having them <clears throat> not able to have that experience. Um, you know, I look at that as, as, as my failure, mm. you know, failure of my generation, mm-hmm. failure of me, myself, that they do not have the same opportunity yeah. that I have, you know, yeah. to, to finish, to finish high school in a, in a, a very social way. So, yeah. you know, I, in, in that regard, you know, as everybody here in Chicago, I won't say everybody, but a lot of yoga studios are, you know, and, and other studios are, everybody wants to rush back to work. Yeah. They want to, you know, get going and we want to go back to normal. And I think we got to keep it in perspective that, you know, getting groups together, even though we're in, uh, you know, we're, we're distancing, we're masking, et cetera. It's still creating some uh, risk. Yep. And, and, and that risk, we have to, you know, stay in perspective. That, that's like a risk to our kids, right? If this continues to just be this nagging little problem and our authorities decide, hey, let's, let's, in order to address this nagging, and I, I don't want to say little problem because it's not yep. a little problem, but if yep. it's just sort of ongoing then, um, you know, there's a danger that my kids can't go back to school come September. Yeah, that's the big question. And to me, that would, and to me, that would be the bigger loss. That would be the bigger loss than my business. That would be the bigger loss than my community of friends. Yeah. So, you know, I think, so for us, you know, in terms of reopening and things like that, we're kind of pumping the brakes. Yeah. A I, little bit. I totally appreciate that. I, um... I think you're right regarding our future generations. Like I, I feel the same way when I, um, my daughter is seven and, uh, you know, it's been, she's got a lot of energy. So keeping the little ones like indoors for so long is just a, probably one of the biggest challenges. And it's so hard from the parenting side to kind of try to hold them back. Cause you're right. You mm-hmm. feel this sense of like, man, life and childhood is all about, being able to just be free and jump right. and bounce. And I think um, that's maybe where we're all coming to terms collectively. Uh, mm-hmm. We're slowly kind of coming to terms with the reality of that. This is a lot bigger than we had hoped. You know, this is, mm-hmm. this is a lot more than previously expected. <laughs> and uh, right. you're right. right. This right. is going to be a, this is going to be quite a journey. Um do you feel that you've transitioned over to Zoom? I'm curious what you're, you know, we're, we're both in the age category of having grown up with VHS and actually before that, we remember beta. And, uh, I remember beta. I remember and, beta. You know, 12, 12 stations on the dial. So not to date right, us too much right. here, but right. I know the millennials are probably like, oh no, here these old guys are going to go on again yeah, about right. how hard it was to go uphill in the snow. Right. But, uh, right. but um, you know, and then, you know, we're like you said, uh, here's your clue. That was a great analogy. Turn your business into an online studio and go. Um, how, yeah. how have you, <laughs> you're, you're a smart 
individual though you obviously figured it out how are you feeling this the dynamic of having transitioned from a very community-based in-studio person what was your overall feeling as you transitioned to the zoom world how did that go for you you know i think um i think we did a good job on it we uh, we initially were were not convinced about about zoom as uh, uh-huh. being a you know, even a way mm-hmm. to to do things. You know, it's like a, a conference call, and it's like so to us. I we we really started out sort of trying to replicate the studio experience mm. on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So, like we 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 would say, hey, the studio the class starts at ten a.m. Mm-hmm. The studio opens at nine forty-five. That's a good idea. So we want you, you know, come. To the studio a little bit before class starts, just mm. like yep. you did before, and, yep. and we even went to the <laughs> we even went to the extent of like um, initially greeting people with us sitting behind the desk at the studio. That's great. <laughs> and so, I like that. That's really be, smart. Be, we're like, okay, let's all <laughs> walk into the practice room. Yeah, and uh, and we do we do the class from there, and we would set up a. Uh, you know, it's my wife and I, so um, she would be kind of the model yep. for the class. So we would have the camera on her from the side, and then I would be the model for the next class, and the camera would be on me from the side. So it was really interesting because we actually kind of had this little uptick mm. in in new students. Yep. And, um, yep. and it really just created, uh, it, it sort of said, hey, we're bringing this vibe of community into the online world. We are, we're going to try to make this transition to online as easy as possible for everyone involved, for everyone involved. So, you know, to that extent, we also, we eliminated all of our pricing. Mm -hmm. We went to a strictly um, donation based model. And uh, we've also got um, a number of audio classes available on our website and those are strictly donation based nice and you know and i gotta say it, it worked out right? we we would send out you know newsletters talking about here's the new zoom class coming up and hey remember you know donate and yep. you know we weren't shy we weren't shy about that right? yeah yeah if you can donate you know because early on we heard you know from a number of people like hey i don't think i'll be able to come anymore because my yeah. job is yeah is uncertain or my my business is uncertain so so that's the way we've been going and just sort of really trying to replicate it we've been doing all of our classes like from from the studio yeah you know? yeah and we've been we make a we make sure that people um you know before class we we check because i think there's something um being able to like overhear someone else's conversation yeah which is like a thing that happens yeah you know just throughout our days and but when you're kind of self-isolating or staying close to home you don't get to like overhear people talking it's a good point <laughs> and um so we would just like have these random conversations with different students in the zoom room and some people would just hang out and listen and you could see, you could see them smiling. So yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. It's as good as it can be. I think you're right, honest. Terry. Yeah. That's, that's it's a similar, as as it can be. I think you're right. Um, how about you guys? 
Yeah, I, I would say it's very similar to that. We, um, I was very pleasantly surprised how uh, I was apprehensive at first as well, thinking I've always wanted to do the online thing. I see all these mm -hmm. other, I've always seen all these other really kind of well-known teachers that are really good at it, doing well, mm -hmm. earning money. And I always thought, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of them are even doing it for free on YouTube. And I always kind of thought, mm -hmm. how in the world... Um, can I even break into this, you know? And um, so I just always held back and this has really pushed me to go beyond my own maybe doubt about whether I could be good at it or not or would it work or not. So I think that was pleasantly surprising and I would agree with you as well. The, the feeling of the conversations, that feels important. I like that you brought up that we're doing that anyway. We're in the grocery store and, you know, the person behind in front or wherever, wherever we're at out in public, we, we, we pick up on so much off of what we hear mm -hmm. just on the sidelines. So right. I think that also another thing I was trying to think yesterday and I came up with something that I, I find might've even put a little shift in the yoga world and there might be someone ahead of the curve here and you can fill me in, but a lot of, um, yoga originally when we were teaching back in the old Bikram days we definitely didn't play music in the room and then when we went uh, and studied Ashtanga yoga that that was also like a big no-no like you know your breathing was mm -hmm. the music not but mm -hmm. then you know I think in the vinyasa yoga world it turned into like let's do these playlists where you know you have music and that's awesome because I love music I'm a huge fan mm -hmm. and um but now with the zoom I found no music in the room because you're already competing to try to get your voice to hit the microphone and people at home to be right. able to hear you. So maybe that's a positive thing because in the yoga world, I've always had this little bit of a um, feeling of like, isn't yoga about like quieting the mind and right. tuning out of all those external vibrations? But at the same time, I've always really loved using music because I feel like it gives me energy and it can kind of, yeah. it can kind of keep your mind. The ADD type of mind can kind of have something yeah. to focus on and actually be able to yeah. relax. But, um, yeah. in the zoom world, we haven't done any of that. Are you guys trying to implement, implement the music element at all with this zoom thing? Have you gone there? Uh, you know, here's what we're doing. Um, and I think, I think music is very much a double-edged sword for, for a yoga teacher. Um, yeah. I always say, you know, if, if you're going to bring, um, Bono or, or, or Johnny Cash or Beyonce into the room, uh, you know, you better know how to work with, with them, right? Cause yeah. nobody really wants to listen to you, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Beyonce. <laughs> so you got to sort of figure out how you balance that, that all, you know, we, we started off not really, um, uh, doing any music and I know over zoom it's, it's difficult as a teacher to um, like to, to um, broadcast the music. We yeah. I tried it with a group of teacher trainees once and it just, it didn't go well. <laughs> but what we have, what we have been doing is um, making it optional. So we mm. typically will send out a link a lot because we send out the password and everything, yeah. you know, half hour before class starts. Yeah to keep it nice and secure and with, along with that we send out a link to a playlist that uh, you can either that's a good turn idea. on or yeah. not turn on yeah and so i think uh, i think that kind of threads the needle a little bit in terms of providing something that everybody's interested in i've i've been having fun um finding um nature sounds online you know mm. these like uh, I'm, I'm really into birds uh -huh. so i 
I'll send out like a link to a a YouTube of just uh, Nightingale singing. That's a and, great uh, idea, Terry. For me, for me, yeah. that's like you talk about just sort of relaxing and just sort of occupying my mind without dominating. Um, oh, that's that's something that's useful to me. That's a really good idea. Do you mind if I borrow that idea? <laughs> sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and all of our, That's all what... of your dozens of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they're expe- going to be like, come on, Todd, why didn't you do that? Terry mentioned it. Like, what's your problem? <laughs> like, get with the speed. He's on to right, it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Man, I feel like I have a ton of questions for you. I know we don't have, like, I don't want to take up your whole day, but. Um, yeah, well, you know, I got a couple more minutes. Yeah, cool. Um, so maybe just to probe you a little bit in terms of what, um, where do you see the, I mean, gosh, this is an impossible question. I think I was going to say, where do you see the future of yoga going? I think maybe we kind of covered that. We don't know. We're just taking it one moment at a time. Uh, what, yeah, uh, we don't know. <laughs> um, I do see, I do see, um, you know, so the next clue that I got on my amazing race game says, <laughs> okay, now turn into a partially online, partially live studio. Yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and so, I mean, that's kind of the, I think the, the immediate to near future is we're, we're going to, we're going to need to, I, I think a lot of people really enjoy um, being able to practice in the, in the Zoom yeah. Zoom world. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, it's, it's really convenient. You know, if you have a space in your house and, uh, you know, you can just get away for that hour or so, it's like, you turn it on, you're in class, class is over, boom, you're on to your next thing. So, yeah. you know, in that regard, it's very, it's very efficient. It, it works out. And then there are also other people who are like, there's no way I've got to get out of my house. Like, yeah. You know, I can't, too much activity. I like, you know, walking to the juice bar afterwards. That kind yep. of thing. So the hybrid model is, is the next, is the next one to figure out. And there's a whole crazy realm of, um, uh, issues related to that. Just in <laughs> I agree. Not technology, but the scheduling. And, yes. You know, how do you price things differently and that, that kind of thing. So. I'd be happy to share what we what we went ahead and did. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll give you a, a, a clue, an extra clue. Sure. So we decided, like, you know, one thing that we found is that the live stream, uh, a lot of people are sticking on the live stream. I originally mm-hmm. thought, you know, we got in Florida. I know we, we won't debate the, like we said, we'll, we won't go political, but Florida was rushing to get going. So um, it was like, all right. We decided to minimize class sizes and offer every live class, uh, in-studio class, as a live stream class. So um, mm-hmm. I have a camera mounted, and and so we just do the exact same thing with all the emails. All the Zoom people are coming in. I've tried to, in the beginning, my first thought was, like, does everybody want to be on camera, or do they not want to be on camera? It seems most people don't want to be on camera so pointing the folks the, in your room. Yeah. Most of the people yeah. coming to practice don't necessarily want to. And it's usually it's like a personal kind of like, like feeling of like, oh my gosh, my postures look so horrible. I don't want to subject anybody to that. Right. And, and that's mm-hmm. like a common thing that we come across in yoga sure. where we, we all kind of think like, 
Anyway, anywho, um, so right. we kind of angle the camera one way. We've made where all the places for people to set up are outside of that camera view. And um, uh-huh. then, then the next dynamic really, I think, kind of similar to like, I love your idea with uh, bringing them into the entryway first. That's so cool. I think um, what I've found that has been happening is that then when people start coming in practice, I mean, your, your immediate sphere is on the people that are in the room. And so then I didn't want to create this dynamic where we'll, you know, when you're only teaching to the zoom you can really just teach to everybody in that medium but now you're kind of now you're getting pulled into the in-studio people and the live stream people and trying to create that collective experience where it's not just like only talking to the people that are in the room but also so now we try we have everybody in the live stream turn their cameras and their mics off so that Mm -hmm. it'll create a smooth experience so all in my mind kind of think all right, I know who's in the class, so and I kind of know what their practice looks like, so I'll, I'll remember which poses they might need a little help in, and I'll just like kind of throw out there, and I'm just making up some random name here. Hey, Mary, you know, yeah. put a little block under your knee, and you know, I, even though I can't see her, I'm trying. I want to include the live stream people and try to make this seamless, you know, in studio and live, and and treat it sure. as like it's one room and there's not a separation yeah. because what I am finding is that sometimes because we have a lot of different viewpoints, everyone has a different viewpoint that we have these two very different viewpoints. One saying that the coronavirus isn't real, it's a joke and it's a ploy to kind of um, make um, the world go into this new world order where we don't talk to anybody and we, so we isolate. And then you have this other side uh-huh. that's saying science kind of like, let's squelch this horrible potential and let's do everything we can. And those, those kind of bump heads a little bit. So, yeah, um, <laughs> so, uh, I think even trying to manage that, I find like we, I'm trying to keep the focus around, let's not talk about any of that as best we can while we're in the space yeah, that creates right. a, that creates an interesting dynamic too, because we all want to talk. Like we need to talk. We need to reason this mm-hmm. out. We need to converse. Mm-hmm. We need to express mm-hmm. what we're thinking. But it's a very delicate line right now. So that's where I do think that the yoga is so essential because we are just like, let's focus on breathing. Let's focus on posture. And as long as we all do that together in this very broad space, be it in studio or live stream, that's where I think the power of yoga or where yoga has the power to kind of help us through all this. Yeah, I think I think it's so true, and I'm just kind of reflecting myself on sort of how my my teaching has changed over the course mm. of, of all this. And mm. I think you know those those early classes, especially the first um, the first Zoom class, that was kind of like you know you had you had to talk about it, right? We had to talk about the pandemic, yeah. we had to talk yeah. about that we can't be with each other and we have to talk yeah. about all those issues. And I've just, you know, as, as time has, has, has gone by here, I, I find it just, it's more important for me just to say, you know, put your foot there and feel how yeah. it feels right. Yeah. Breathe in like this and make sure that breath gets into your whole body. Yeah. So just like really get back to the essentials because, you know, like you said, said earlier i mean it's dominating the conversation yeah um it's a societal conversation and i think there's an opportunity for us as as yoga teachers you know to hold that empty space that blank space where it's like there's no conversation going on here it's just 
you here in this moment. There's no words. It's just breath. I agree. It, it helps me when I can remember it. There are times when I, when I, when I spin out of control, just like everybody else. But, uh, I agree, Terry. I, I have one more question for you. Sure. Um, you made mention about you used a really great word when I got a chance to connect with you recently about being essential. Like what, 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 what is essential, and yeah. where do we fall in the category as providing a service as yoga? We might have just answered mm-hmm. that in our last little talk there. Uh, you know, about- I, I think we, I think we've been there and I think it's, it's, and, and when I, when I talk about this, um, mm-hmm. I think it's important to, to understand that the practice is essential. Yeah. You know, yeah. mindfulness, breath, awareness, growth, that is essential. That is essential. The yoga studio (laughs) is not essential. You know, um, to the extent that, um, uh, like I said earlier, it creates a a risk, not just for the people that are in that class, but sort of the the spreader mentality that it it just leaves this thing lingering in our atmosphere for long enough that it impacts, um, you know, it impacts my kids in the fall. It impacts, um, you know, more businesses long-term. Then, you know, I think I have to come to the conclusion that, you know, it's not essential that everybody get together in a yoga room Mm. and do yoga together, but it is essential that people, that people practice. So, you know, that's just a, that's, I think, a, a fine line, uh, um, a balancing act uh, that we as studio owners and teachers and parents mm. uh, and community members are just going to need to keep um, keep aware of as, as this thing goes on. Yeah. Great answer. I like that so, perspective. I That feels balanced yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, I think... Uh, like I said, it's a, there's, as you notice, there's, there's always opportunity. And so you've, you've noticed the opportunity, uh, you know, to become a podcaster, you know, something you want to want to do and taking mm-hmm. this opportunity to say, Hey, let's, let's get into that, you know, to, to get online. And you know, that's been an opportunity that right. we've taken advantage of. So, uh, you know, there's always growth. There's always opportunity. It might not look like the way it looked earlier, like we may not gauge opportunity so much in terms of its economic value, mm. but in terms of its personal growth value and in terms of its sort of um, additiveness to, you know, the well-being of all, you know, at the end of the day. So uh, we just got to keep our perspective pretty big, which is tough. I've been coming off it. I'm coming <laughs> off a very small perspective <laughs> yeah. a few days right now. So. <laughs> no, I hear you. <laughs> Oh man! Well, to expand one's mind. I hear you. Well, I I I'm really appreciative to our friend Sue who sparked the conversation between us. Yeah. And shout out to Sue. Shout out to Sue. Thank you, Sue. And uh, I also, you know, I feel like your community is is really lucky. You know, you guys have done an amazing job. I know how challenging it is to stick with stick with this for 
14 years to go 19. That's my goal, right? I want to get, <laughs> I want to, I want to keep running after you guys here. Uh, and, and, right. I, and you guys are, you know, I, I can We're feel not that. Let you catch up <laughs> Good. That's what, <laughs> yay. I appreciate that. That's what I, right. I like that. <laughs> listen, I listen, I just want to tell you that I'm, I'm honored that you uh, thought to give me a call and, um, I appreciate this opportunity to like, uh, to become friends. So yeah, I look man. forward to, to more discussions uh, going going much forward. If you want to put them on the podcast, I'm happy to come in. Awesome. Uh, I would love that. Sh- thank, thank you so much. Give me my spiel another time. <laughs> talk that sounds awesome, Terry. Please send all the best and love to your family, your kids. I thank know you. Hopefully, you too. hopefully soon we'll be all be bouncing around again. And, uh, and um, yeah, man, I really appreciate your perspective. And thank you so much for joining us today. We'll catch up soon. Of course. Of course, been great, Todd. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Native Yoga Toddcast. We really appreciate it, and we hope you enjoyed. Remember that if you'd like to learn more about upcoming classes, workshops, teacher trainings, and our online yoga studio, all of which you can access at nativeyogacenter.com, your support is greatly appreciated. Have a wonderful day.